Hello? Can you hear me? Check, check one, check one, two. Hello, Cleveland. Ground control to Major Tom. Can you hear, can you, Kev, do you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I muted? What's happening? No, 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 no. I, I heard all that. Uh, okay. But, uh, but I'm still glad you're here, partner, because I need your help. Well, maybe next time you could start by telling me that you can hear me. So I don't all right. that so, whole thing again. So in this time at home, I've gone back through all of our old episodes, searching for ways to improve the show, right? And I discovered that I almost always say, all right, when I kick the show off. Listen to this. All right. Hello, everybody. All right. Hello, everyone. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Culture Unfiltered. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, exactly. It's hack. And it's apparently my verbal crutch. So I've been workshopping some new catchphrases. So I was hoping to throw a few past you. Is that cool? Yeah, no way this goes wrong. Let them rip. Ooh, I'll add that to the list. Okay. How about don't filter your culture, culture unfiltered. Not great. What else you got? Uh, okay. Uh, this is the Culture Unfiltered podcast, a podcast about culture that is not filtered. Listen using the World Wide Web. Uh, it's a little bit dry and needlessly explanatory. Next. Okay, so you want more sass then? All right. Get ready to chow out on some culture chunks because on this podcast, the culture is unfiltered. That is disgusting, but it also might be the best one that you've done so far. So, and we could market like culture chunks, yeah, like uh, t-shirts, yeah, stress see? balls that are little chunks. The whole like a whole chunk line of right. swag welcome to culture unleaded mm, no it sounds like gasoline all right well here you try this one i'll wex it to you which by the way that's a word that i invented that everyone is using to describe a message on webex team no stop trying to make wex happen no one says that just stop okay <clears throat> here let me try this one welcome to the kevin aubrey culture show with only kevin aubrey i'm your host kevin aubrey wait what Dang, I thought that would sound better if you read it. Uh, how? I don't know. Should we should we sing one or even better? Should, let's get that Paychex ACDC cover band from accounting. I think their name is HRAR. They can sing their hit song Culture Struck. What do you think? Listen, do you remember our innovation podcast? Change doesn't always have to be monumental. Maybe just start by not saying all right. All right? All right. All right. Well, welcome everyone to another edition of Culture Unfiltered. Culture I am. Uh, oh, thank you. I am your host, uh, Kevin Aubrey. With me, as always, is my lovely co-host via the internet, Miss Deborah Luna. How are you doing? Hello. Deborah? I am well. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm very thankful to be able to uh, continue our culture journey on this podcast, and we thank have you. some very, very special guests today from yes. a culture perspective from uh, Paycheck standpoint. Culture VIPs, I would say. Yes, I can't believe we got them. I'm so excited. It's a scoop, like we got a scoop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that chuckling you hear is uh, Portia James, Director of Leadership and Organizational Development for Paychex. Hello. And uh, thank you. Hi. And uh, the more guffawing chuckle was that of Mr. <laughs> Mr. That Tom baritone. Guffaw, slice, guffaw, guffaw. It's just slicing right through that baritone. Indeed. Yeah. That is, uh, that is the, the, the guffaw of uh, Tom Bachman, our culture shaping project manager. 
Uh, so uh, very happy to have you both with us today. So we have yes. some, some fun stuff to talk about. You know, there's, there's yep. a lot of things going on in terms of culture, as we touched on uh, our last podcast, really focusing on the innovation components and how we're all kind of addressing this and how culture has really come to the forefront of everyone's thinking as we all kind of live in this new normal. But as we transition from that new normal into kind of a new world for culture. You know, we wanted to touch base with, with both of you and um, kind of do a, a little bit of a level set, talk about some of the things on the horizon. So yeah, um, how did we get here and where are we yeah, going next? Yeah, so, you know, and I think maybe this makes sense to start with you, Tom, for this is- Well, wait. Oh, 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 sorry. oh my gosh, I jumped the gun. I forgot <laughs> the fun question. Oh my goodness, How Deborah, thank you. dare I, you. See, I'm too excited. We got these VIPs <laughs> exactly. on. I can't even contain myself. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know what? We didn't ask a fun question last month. We just had a lot to talk about with Lori and Mick. So I'm happy to get it back on the yes. docket this month with Tom and Portia. So my fun question is fun question quarantine edition. Ooh. Yes. What are you binge watching right now? Portia, we'll start with you. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but I am going to tell you, I'm a reality show junkie. Portia, oh, you're boy. singing my song. Yep. Yes. So yep. I, I, have, I did a binge watch with the Atlanta Exes. <gasps> oh. So they are the wives <laughs> of Usher, Neo, CeeLo Green. Oh my goodness. So fantastic oh watched gosh. all episodes back to back 45 minutes each and loved every moment of oh it. my god i love it we'll have to catch up after this call yes. I, that was not on my radar and it's was, on it now so yeah, i was gonna say you are pretty much singing deborah's theme song yes right there, so. you just did it tom what about you what are you binge watching right now oh my wife and i just finished better call saul we are oh. completely up to date I oh just, we just loved it. We're so big good. Breaking Bad fans as well. And my son and I have been binge watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah, good. Almost, almost caught up on two that one very too. different right, sort right. of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Kevin, without further ado, yes, I turn yes, it back to you. So sorry. Awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess in getting back to that, thank you both for that. Uh, Tom, you know, can you just do a little bit of a level set. Talk to us a little bit about how culture came to be for Paychex and really, you know, how we have kind of evolved it to make it our own. Absolutely. It started with Marty and Lori, actually, back in 2012. I can't believe it's been eight years. But 2012, Marty and Lori were looking to change our culture on purpose. They were looking to create a values-based culture because we didn't necessarily have a defined set of values or behaviors. We were just doing what we've always done. They'd heard about Sendelaney through the grapevine. They had been around for 35 years helping organizations like ours internationally to be able to help transform organizations. So literally in a weekend at the Marriott Greece Hotel here in Rochester, all 19 executives held themselves up in a conference room for the entire weekend. And that's how they came up with all of our six values and all 32 guiding behaviors. And it was unanimous. If you can believe 19 people uh, <laughs> unanimously agreeing on, on that, that's a lot. That became our, our current journey. So since 2015, March of 2015, we've essentially started this, what we call leader-led journey, where Every month, uh, we're encouraging every leader, every champion, every employee to have a great impactful conversation on what 
culture is all about, either a value or a concept or a guiding behavior, anything like that, anything that moves the culture needle forward. And we opened up the champion floodgates. Now every person in the company is eligible to be a champion. And we have, as of right now, this moment, exactly 1,200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, 1,200 culture champions throughout the entire company in the last uh, five years. That's, wow. that's remarkable, I think. And I, you know, for a company our size to have that large of a percentage of people who are committed to, sure. you know, as you, Tom, say, being catalysts for change within that culture um, framework, I, I think is really remarkable. So talk to me a little bit about the culture champions and who those are. So what are they doing? What are they responsible for? What are they committed to? And what are they volunteering to do each month? Great question. And let me start off by highlighting two exceptional culture <laughs> champions, if you don't mind. Uh, Miss Deborah Luna, Mr. Kevin hey. Aubrey. Hey, who knew? Who I've knew? Heard, I've heard of those. I've heard, they sound really yeah. awesome. Um, uh, culture champions, we, we have our little motto in the culture champion family. We are proactive, motivated, engaged, catalysts for change. And, and we, we pick those words on purpose, proactive, meaning that the champions are the ones that are the first ones to to make a difference, the first ones to to get off the chair and do something different, be proactive. Motivated means it's, it's just part of who they are, part of how they are made and, and, and how they want to engage the rest of the crew. Engaged means that they don't just do it by themselves, on their own, which they can, they can do that. But engagement means that they're not afraid to be able to connect to other people. Because one of the things that we've absolutely learned in the Champion family is that it does take a village. Mm -hmm. You've got the the more people that you have around you to work together as a Champion family, the more that you can get done. And we found that that sweet spot of around 8 to 10% Champion ratio to the population, to the location, just makes a huge, huge difference. You You can make a difference if you go solo. But boy, is there a lot of energy and synergy when you have fellow champions. Yeah. Yeah. And that last one is catalyst for change. And that's what we've seen over these last four years, five years. And it's really led these last four weeks, I I think, are a really great indicator of all the work that Paytex has done, but also uh, the champions to be able to engage and connect and put our organization into a situation where connection is just simply what we do. It's part of our culture. Mm -hmm. That engagement is, is just a natural thing that we have evolved into. Along those lines, so, and, and Portia, I think I'd like to th- toss this question to you. Sure. So, as we've just discussed, this has been a work in progress. This continues to be a work in progress. But how do we listen to our employees to continuously improve? You know, what kind of things are out there as we continue to evolve, make this program our own? You know, what are we doing out there from the listening standpoint? Yeah, sure. Um, The one thing that I'll build upon, and Tom already talked about it, is really leveraging our culture champions. We have, um, they are catalysts for the change. They are the ones that are that are really in it with, you know, the entire company. And so we always listen to what's top of mind for them. We also leverage what we hear in the waggle and we do focus groups across the entire company. And whenever we talk to employees, we always take advantage of the opportunity to embed a question around culture. Mm -hmm. And so many times we continue to hear that that's such a differentiation for us from a paychecks perspective. And that's really that thing that really keeps people connected and wanting to continue to build a career here at paychecks. I love that. And one of the things, Portia, so, you know, I have the the benefit of being on a project team with you and Tom right now, Mm -hmm. where we are, 
taking a look, a fresh look at how we're communicating our culture and how we're communicating our values to our employees. And, and the decision was made to give things a little bit. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. So we're not going to talk <laughs> details. No spoilers, Debra. We should provide no spoilers for the Atlanta Zero. housewives thing or whatever that was. <laughs> it was no spoilers there. Um, but yeah, so no spoilers on what's to come, but just talking about the fact that we're having conversations about some changes in, in the works why? Why now? Um, where did that project team come from? What was the genesis of that? And what are the responsibilities? What are we all driving towards that we'll be rolling out here in a couple of months? Yes. Yeah, so I think one of the um, catalysts for the work that we've been focused on was really the voice of our employees. So they told us that culture is such a major focus that it's foundational to everything that we're doing. But we also heard that there's probably an opportunity to continue to make it relevant, right? And sure, so, sure. So we pulled together a team of some amazing people, some of which are participating in this conversation, <laughs> um, <laughs> of, of individuals that said, okay, if we really want to make sure we continue to stay relevant, we hear the, the voice of our employees, we want to continue to deep root our values in that connectedness across the company, what's the next thing we want to do? And so that really was kind of the catalyst for the work that we're doing. We're really excited for what that next evolution is, is about. And it really is focused on sustainability. So it's really so critical that it just continues to become a part of who we are. And, you know, I'll let Tom add to that. But I also want to acknowledge Tom because we are where we are because of his passion and his commitment to paychecks and just just being a true believer of the work that he's doing. And so we're able to be where we are and we're ready for the next thing because he's been so instrumental to get us to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, as a culture champion, I will echo that. Um, you know, I know Kevin would as well. Sure. We wouldn't be I able do. to build as, as tall and as strong of a structure if we didn't have the foundation that, that Tom has, has created. So kudos to you, Tom, yeah. uh, for the work that Thank you've you done much. And, and forging that trail. One Thank of the you. things I, I think would be interesting for our listeners to know, and we had the benefit a couple of months ago of sitting down with Marty Musi and talking about what, what our proposal was for this next evolution, this next generation of culture at Paychex. And one of the things that he said that, that I don't think he would be upset about me sharing with, with the world, because the world is listening. These are, um, this is the me. top secret Paychex product <laughs> that, that he was telling us Proprietary, about. right. And was that... Um, for him and, and Tom, I'll, I'll flip this back to you because you, you know, you were talking earlier about how we rolled out culture and we started with the executives and then it went to the directors and it was this top down approach. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that Marty said that really resonated with me was that it's just as important for him to live the values and be called out if they're not being lived as it is for any other employee, regardless of tenure role, band, whatever. Right. Um, and I think for a company of our size and and for for many employees who will have not met our executive team or don't see them on a regular basis, knowing that those executives are just as bought in and just as subscribed to what we are holding each other accountable for, I think is really important. So can you talk a little bit about your experience with that, with, with our leader saying, this isn't a decree out to the kingdom. This is what we are committing to and what we all should show up with. Yeah, and that's an excellent question, Deborah. It, it, it really has started with Marty from the very beginning. I, I could not do what I do. Uh, the champions couldn't do what they do if Marty doesn't do what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've heard firsthand, we hear it all the time from some of the other executives, from Lori Zuka specifically, that Marty 
in his monthly conversations with his team, he has a culture corner moment. He talks about the value. He talks about the behavior or the concept that is on tap for that month. So he leads by example. And um, anytime that we have had a culture opportunity, a training, an unfreezing session somewhere around the country or even downstairs at Panorama Trail, anytime we ask an executive, I, I, I don't think that there's ever been a time when we've asked an executive to help out with culture and they've said no. It just does not happen. Um, whether we need them for a video or a podcast or to be part of a culture training, every single time they step up. And we wouldn't be here if they weren't casting that shadow, if they weren't leading by example. Mm -hmm. and, and you would know this, Deborah, in talent acquisition, we're hearing so much from our talent acquisition friends about how employees are coming in and they're coming in because of the culture, yeah. because of yeah. what they're hearing about, hey, we hear paychecks is values based and we didn't have that before where we came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, part and parcel to the role that I do in the employer brand space is how do we communicate out what our culture is so that people who are not familiar, you know, sure. in Rochester, we have the benefit of paychecks really being a name brand that everyone knows because everyone's parents worked here and, yes. you know, mm -hmm. um, but when you get to some of our smaller markets, um, you know, that brand recognition isn't as, as forward. And so that's been a big part of it is being able to be culture forward with the communications that we're sending out to candidates. And, you know, it's a, it's a testament to the work that the culture champions are doing to, to live those values yeah. and, and breathe those values every day. You know, the one thing that I would add to build on that too, and, and we reference this, you know, as we started to talk about the next evolution of culture, we had an opportunity to share our thoughts with Marty. Mm -hmm. And I, the first thing he said was, how will this relate to every, all of our employees across the entire company? And he challenged us to kind of test that yeah. before we decided to move forward. And I think that just continues to reinforce the perspective of it's just not, it's top down, but it's also about bottoms up when you're talking about culture and mm -hmm. everybody plays such an important role in that. And everybody just should, it should continue to strengthen our level of connectedness across each and every one of us across paychecks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's certainly something that, that makes us different. It makes yes. us unique, you know, and it's, it, you know, for me as a relatively new member of the company, it was, it was a very welcome thing to, to encounter as, you know, from the interviews through my first days on the job, uh, through the, you know, the, the ways orientations, very welcome change. And, and definitely, uh, yeah, definitely hear. something different than we'd seen. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, yeah. So thank you, VIPs. It's so nice to virtually sit down with you. We, we look forward to when we can see you again in person, but this has been a great conversation. And for those listening, stay tuned next month, a, um, a very special guest on the podcast. No spoilers there, oh, but a lot more to come uh, <laughs> next month. So stay tuned for the next episode of Culture Unfiltered. And thank you guys both for joining Culture. us. This thank you. Unfiltered. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.